and I declare in your life the opening of doors. I decree and I declare in your life a new season of grace. I don't know if you're excited like me. I decree and I declare a season of the miraculous. Doors that you desire shall open before you. I decree and I declare a new season of favor. Whatever was stolen in your life, I am declaring restoration. I am declaring abundance. I am declaring fruitfulness. Your seed will not die on the ground. But I am declaring multiplication. I am declaring an overflow. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is telling me Isaiah chapter number 54, which says, Sing, O barren, and burst forth into a song. For more are your children than one with a desolate woman. It says, you will enlarge the place of your tent. I thought people were going to say amen. You will enlarge the place of your dwelling. You will lengthen your coats. You will strengthen your stakes. You shall not remember the shame of your youth again. <laughs> Verse 17 says, And no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Amen. You shall condemn every tongue that rises against you. You shall rebuke sickness. You shall rebuke pain. You shall rebuke stress. You shall rebuke anxiety you shall rebuke dryness your life is filled with greatness doors shall open everywhere from the left you shall expand to the right you shall expand your life shall go forward your life shall not dwell down your life shall move forward in the name of Jesus Begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we pray this morning, this Sunday. Uh, it's a blessed day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. Um, hallelujah. Father, we love you. Father, we exclaim that you are God, we exclaim that you are highly exalted, we exclaim that uh, besides you there is no other God that we love, there is no other God that we adore, you are the object of our love, you are our very reason of existence and you will live and you will move, we have our being, we love you daddy, we love you today, I thank you for those that are joining me this morning and uh, this day just to hear your word. I pray for revelation knowledge, I pray for wisdom, I pray for clarity, I pray that your word, Lord, will um, trigger greatness in their lives, your word will become like a seed that will germinate in its own time. I bind every devil, I bind every wavering thought, I hinder 
the free flow of demons. Throw your weight around and show the devil you are the master. In Jesus' name, anoint my lips of clay. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for revelation. I thank you for anointing. Thank you for your presence in this place now. I give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so if you're watching me today, may God richly bless you. I thank you for coming on this platform. Uh, the, the goodness of technology is that we have different time intervals, but one service. Hallelujah. So some guys are watching this live 7.30. Some are watching it uh, maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Some watch it maybe 1,800 hours in the evening. And some with different uh, time zones from ours. Uh, we are, you know, GMT plus 2. And others maybe are in Canada. Some are in um, United States and some in Dubai and some in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, so whatever time zone you're watching, this is a Sunday and it's a Sunday for you. Um, I think one of the days I'll come to you and talk about um, the mystery, the mystery of time zones. Hallelujah. So may God bless you today. We're going to have um, something that is relevant uh, to the time. You know, we are still under the um, confinement of the lockdown and uh, because of the, um, what you call it, the COVID-19 and the coronavirus that uh, we are fighting. You know, the church, we are playing a role, fighting, also praying, rebuking it, you know. And uh, the medical fraternity is doing what they can. The, the politicians are doing what they can. So everybody has got a part to play. You've got a part to play. Um, your part is not just to sit on, but you've got a part to play to pray as well and participate with the capacity that God has given you. Hallelujah. So I feel this morning to just tell you that I love you so much and uh, God really love you so much. You are important to God and you are important to us as the body of Christ. Amen, amen. Pastors joining us on this platform to be inspired. God bless you. Uh, pastors and uh, friends also joining us. Uh, may God richly bless you. Uh, colleagues, may God richly bless you. The family of God, GA Church, you are the best. Everyone's church. Come heal, come sick, come broken, come what? You walk out differently. We believe in metamorphosis. We believe in transformation. So may God richly bless you wherever you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today we are going to talk about something very important. Uh, that is ecclesiology. You know, we are going to talk about the church and all dynamics of the church. Um, the invisible church and church as a building or church, you know, as an invisible church. You know, we are going to talk about those dynamics. Church as a building or church as believers, you know. So I'm going to look into the word of God as we preach about, talk about the invisible church. Uh, we are going to read the book of Matthew chapter number two. So if you're on this platform, just go, I think, um, on down down on your right side, you'll find that uh, there is an icon highlighting notes and there's another one highlighting Bible. Just click where it's written Bible. And when you click there, you'll find that uh, you can navigate uh, to Matthew chapter number six. Matthew chapter number six. That's where we are going to take God's reading in verse one. Uh, if you want to see just a succinct, uh, background of this preaching you can just go to um, notes and uh, you see a summary of what we are going to be talking about today okay so invite your family um, put it on a bluetooth device let it be loud in your house let people just listen to the word of god and mp3 is coming your way 
uh, if you click the top left corner of your phone or your tablet you see that there is an icon next to uh, everyone's church you see that there is an icon that if you click it it will take you straight to our website um, the guys are working night and day building it and uh, if you click again you see other links for our instagram page facebook page and youtube page uh, feel very free and we encourage you to subscribe for more content and uh, you'll find one of the links is um, Podbean. There's a Podbean link. That is our MP3 um, inventory. So you can just uh, click on that one as well to get an MP3 message uh, of this Sunday teaching and you get other series. There's a phenomenal series. They're building a Genesis. If you have a young person in your house, they need to listen to that series. It's going to change their lives. Okay. All right. So we are here. Matthew chapter number six, and I'll read from verse one so that we find the immediate context, right? Uh, then these are the words of Jesus, uh, the very words of Jesus, and he says, Take heed that you do your you do not do your arms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your father who is in heaven. Therefore, when thou do thine arms, do not sound the trumpet before thee, as hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may glory, you know, find glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest your arms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, you know, that thine arms may be in secret, and that thy father which sees in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be a hip as hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Uh, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to your father who is in secret. That is a very, very amazing point there. And you pray to your father who is in secret, and thy father which sees in secret shall reply or reward or give you um, thee openly. He will reward you openly. May God bless the reading of his word. Hallelujah. So, just um, a background, um, a hermeneutical background to this scripture here. Don't be surprised by the big word hermeneutics. It's just the art and science, you know, of interpreting text and preaching, you know. Um, so do not, do not be frightened about it. So um, the background of this text, Jesus is talking about the art of, you know, not doing things with an intent to be seen. This is the immediate context. Um, where you find a, a man of God, or not necessarily a man of God, you find a company or you find somebody um, going to an impoverished community, you know, and um, they take pictures while they are giving food and hampers, you know, and they are doing it for a marketing strategy, maybe to attract more donors, you know, and they are not doing it necessarily because they care for the poor. Uh, we find people who function in the Judas anointing, uh, people who do things with an intent to steal, not with an intent to care. 
you know i think uh, it is very disturbing to to discover that especially in this era of social media publicity blah blah and so forth you know um so in this regard jesus was encouraging to say when you do your things when you go and give your things you know do not blow the trumpet but rather do it in secret so that your heavenly father who sees in secret may reward you publicly so god is seeing what you're doing in secret but he's rewarding you in the public domain you know and number two jesus gave an analogy of prayer saying when you pray do not stand in the street corner and, and lift up your voice and say father you know and do all the tricks that you can do you know and do all the gymnastics and prayer that you can you know with the intent for people to see but rather go in secret in your corner and pray when you pray in secret um your heavenly father who is so the second text uh refers to god who is visible and imminent in the secret places uh so god who is in secret will reward you openly you know publicly so for me how i want to use this text i want to use a secondary implication where i am taking the concept of the secret place and the concept of the public uh, place so i want you to bear with me i'm not doing a direct hermeneutics i'm not interpreting directly in the text or speaking into the text what i'm doing i'm taking the principles we find in the text the first principle is the public domain which is everybody and the secret place which is you and god those are the two dimensions that i'm going to use for this presentation so for those who love uh, proper doctrine and stuff uh, i just wanted to put that out so that you know that i'm not speaking into the text when i'm talking about the invisible church okay so number one we need to analyze these two spheres the public domain and the secret domain this is what we see in this text number one we see that in the public domain the public domain has traffic that's why it's called public and uh, the public domain has um, interaction where you are interacting with people where there is an exchange where there is everything um, i think in the public domain that is where also we find the text that love where the bible says love yourself um, the way you, um, uh, you love others love others the way you love yourself you know um, i think there is an element of a correlation between your activities you know with the public domain you can't just walk out naked although you feel very hot you know why because you're in a public space you can do that in your secret place you know so i think that people need to understand especially this generation the dynamics of a public domain and the dynamics of a secret place number one you need to understand that life is dual life is public and life is secretive that's why we say that my secret life is my private life and my um, public life is everybody's things everybody see it you know i think it's very important for people and our generation especially young people you know not to um take much of the privacy that is in the secret domain into the public domain when there is no distinction when there's no chasm between those two i think we enter into a place of lawlessness you know it is very disturbing nowadays that you discover that um, a person goes into the bathroom and closes the door and um, 
will cover every other uh, opening that is there because they don't want to be seen, you know, in the, in the secret place where they are bathing. And they come up wrapped up, all doors locked, and the house is locked. But when they walk out into the public domain, they walk out naked. You know, everything that they were trying to cover in the secret is out there for everybody. And somebody will say that, so what? You will see and not take. But um, you need to understand that we are living in a day and time that is evil. Not everybody will just see and take. You know, uh, some will see and they will manifest, you know. So I think uh, a lot of people have uh, uh, breached their own security, you know, by advertising what is in their homes, you know, in their secret places. You show everybody on social media, your bedroom, you show everybody um, your, 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 your 55 inch or 100 inch television. You show everybody, you know, the, how you enter your house. You know, because you're doing a live feed, you're doing a live video, you know. But um, there are some who are watching, they were intelligent thieves, you know, who are doing a money heist where there's a professor behind, you know, whatever they want to do. So I, I would like to encourage you to, to function in a place. Um, let me just reduce that background for you uh, so that it can, it can become more listenable. You understand? You don't get distracted, all right? I think that is very, very good and uh, fairly fine. So you find that there are some people who just uh, um, um, show their houses, show everything, and the next thing they are robbed, and they don't know why. But it is because they didn't have a, a chasm between the secret life and the public domain. You need to understand that let your private life be private. There are things about my life that I keep private. You know, there are conversations that I keep private you know, that are not for the public domain, you know, lest they be reinterpreted, you know, lest people will use advantage of my good for the evil. You understand, um, there are some things that we discuss in the private, there are some things that we do in the pu uh, a public space. So I want you to know um, uh, that maturity is the ability to handle secret places and public places differently. I think that is maturity. A child does not know the difference uh, between the secret place and the public space. That's why you see a child, when a child is naked, a child can run out of the house. They don't care, man. They just, they just want to run out. They just want to run out from whoever is chasing them, you know. And uh, everything is out there, you know, because they are children. They don't know. They are not mature. You understand? We who are mature, we don't do that. We don't run out of the house naked. You know, so I want you to know that what I'm saying now may be just simple as I'm saying it, but it is very important. Don't put everything out there. Don't put everything on social media, on your Facebook, your home address, your this, your telephone number, your this. You are risking a whole lot of stuff. Why? Because even your email address, if somebody can just get your email address and every other detail is on social media, they can use that to log in your your, your emails, you know. So it's very important that what you put there is sufficient for the public. The public domain is for the public and everything we, we do there is deliberate. We say 2020 is a year of being deliberate. It's not accident, it's not coincident. What we post on public media, what we say is deliberate, it's calculated, it is well thought after. You know, so that's why not everybody has our WhatsApp numbers. It's only our own church. It's only our own people. It's only our responsible people. We have that, we have that number. 
you know, because it's in our space, it's within our jurisdiction. It's only the public number that is out there. But the other numbers are kept secret. So maturity is the ability to discern that these two worlds are different and to behave appropriately in these two worlds. You understand? I think, um, you know, there's a saying that says uh, you don't wash dirty linen in public. You know, you don't wash secret things in public. You know, especially in um, um, relationships, when people are having problems in marriage or so and stuff. You don't go on social media and post it and say, you know, today I'm walking out. Why? Because when you say that to people, people will agree with you. Then the next day you say, I'm coming back, I was a fool. And people will not take you seriously, you know. That, that is why people say, don't wash dirty linen in public, you know. And there's a saying that say every family has got secrets, you know. So I think this generation is being robbed uh, little by little of the... Um, the beauty of privacy and the beauty of secrecy you know when we hear the word secret we always think something that is dark something that is negative something that is deconstructive you know something that is destructive and when we think of something public we think of something that is constructive you know and something that is positive but when we look into this text actually god is saying uh you can have a positive construction in your secret place so all these things that we are saying, we are not saying let the secret cover that which is destructive. No, we are saying a secret place is a place also of construction. That's why you see when a baby uh, is, is conceived, there are no signs for a couple of months, you know, for certain reasons, you understand. But after five months or so, the pregnancy starts to show, you understand, for certain reasons. So it is very important for you to understand the place of hiding. A seed in the ground is hidden in the secret place because it is still tender. It can still uh, die before full-term growth. So it, uh, what it does when it's down and covered, it grows the tap roots and uh, the other roots, you know, for balance and for survival and for feeding. Then when it is already, when it is establishes that root system, that is when it grows up, you know, because it's ready to challenge the weather conditions. It's ready to stay firm. A bird comes and tries and uproot it. It still remains, you know. You take out some of the branches, they still grow out because what you are cutting out is the end product. The secret place is still firm. So today as I minister to you, I'm talking about reinterpreting ecclesiology. We have endured a season of lockdown or COVID-19 where the church that has been known for a long time as operating in the public space is now operating in the secret place. That is something that is so interesting, something that is phenomenal, you know, and something that is uh, unique. So you understand that the church is something that we have believed over the years to be something that is public, to be something that is in the public domain. And, and people, you know, we're not uh, very concerned about the church in the secret place or the invisible church but because of the COVID-19 I think dialogues have begun with regards to um, the church as the invisible church and the effectiveness limitations and strengths you know in that regard so the church has been known uh, to be a public uh, um, uh, organization a public uh, uh, religion you know but it is also true that uh, church is also 
a secretive religion or Christianity is a secretive religion per se, yeah. So it is very important for you to understand that the church um, was seen in the public domain mainly because of the gatherings, number one. And number two, because of the buildings or monuments, you know, temples, synagogues. Where we read in the public domain, there was a mention of a synagogue, very important. In the secret place, he didn't say when you pray in your synagogue, in the secret place, you know. So I'll put my own interpretation that to say the secret place is the place where you are comfortable, the place where you feel like you are in charge, and usually that is the home. You know, so he mentioned synagogues in the public domain, and synagogues are key in the public domain because they produce what we call or they reflect what we call visibility Christianity. Visibility Christianity is a dimension of things that we see that make us aware of Christian religion or Christian lifestyle. Uh, for instance, if um, the woolhead I'm wearing is written uh, GA Church. Uh, when somebody just uh, pops into this live feed uh, in CGA Church, they automatically know that I'm not talking about other things. I'm talking about religious stuff, you know. And uh, if I wear a jersey that is written, I love Jesus, it sends out a message that I'm a Christian. You know, if I'm driving a car, I put a bumper sticker written about uh, Psalms 23. You know, it says something. So when you see a church building in a community, it means that the presence of the church is in that environment, is in that society, you know. So this is the strength of the public domain. There is that visibility. But uh, it, it is also, or it can be reinterpreted as a challenge for the secret place because the Bible says when you pray in secret, when nobody sees except God, you know. So there is a challenge of being seen in the secret place. There is a challenge of being seen when the church is functioning from homes. You know, uh, viewership is limited. But we thank God now of social media because what is happening in this day and time is that although we are in, in our homes, although we are in our places, we are also speaking to someone who is beyond this community, someone who is in a totally different community, someone who is in a totally different culture and environment, time zone, and so forth. You know, while I'm speaking to someone in South Africa, I'm also speaking to someone in the United Kingdom. While I'm speaking to someone in Canada, I'm speaking to someone in Spain. You know, so all these dynamics, you know, you understand, we are seeing the visibility also of the church on social media. Alas for pastors who consider social media as a sin, you know, because you risk not reaching out. You risk not reaching out to the world out there, you know, because the world is not stopping. You understand, I think uh, one of the million dollar um, business owners or thriving trillion dollar businesses are uh, uh, the nude businesses the blue movers are the ones that are thriving you know because they have been there and they've been presenting people things that are seductive to them you understand but the church has remained sober and the church has said uh, guys some are saying let's go in the public domain some are saying no it's demonic and they are relegating social media is demonic and leaving it for the enemy to infiltrate homes but you need to know as a parent as a young sister as a brother or as a man and, and as a woman you need to know that uh, it's very important that all these uh, materials that we are giving out there the religious material or the christian material is very important that you share it that you flood your social media you know you know it's very interesting and rare that uh, 
people can attend a church, but they may not share a message that blesses them on their wall. You know, they are shy to, to, to show their pastor. Maybe their pastor has a big nose, maybe has big eyes, maybe he's not speaking good English, you know, maybe they are shy, you know, to be seen as Christians, you know. But while least they are quiet and not sharing like that, you need to understand that in, your, in, in you not doing something, you're actually promoting something. So you are participating based on implication. You understand? The children of darkness are pushing their agenda on social media. And you, the children of light, you are not advertising the light on social media. What you are doing, you are also, by implication, supporting those who are spreading darkness or who are uploading constantly darkness because you are not occupying your space. You are not a wise steward. You are entrusted with something that is life-transforming. You are entrusted with something that is life-changing, but you are not sharing it at all on your Facebook, on your wall. You are not inviting anyone to service. You are not telling anyone about your service, you know. You are not telling anyone about your Christianity. You understand? But we all desire growth. We all desire a, a church where it has numerical growth and stuff. But those are the limitations where it's only maybe the media team and the pastor who advertise the kingdom of God. And those who hear or those who come and follow, they just advertise cartoon characters, they just advertise money eyes, they just advertise other things, you know. So in you trying to forbid or in you trying to not want to share something, you are actually participating in those who are sharing evil things. You understand? That's why it's very important as a church that when we are on social media, we need to be very active with regards to the word of God on our WhatsApp statuses, on our Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Populate it with the word of God. Don't be shy. Share it. Communicate it. You understand? So this is the challenge of this generation. That, uh, you know, the church has been rele relegated as a, as a synagogue. Buildings, you know, are the church. But when we are on social media, we are not on ch a church or we are not enjoying church, you know. But the dynamics have changed. That's why the title of this message is Reinterpreting Ecclesiology or Reinterpreting the Church. Is the church a building or is the church believers? So um, as I'm establishing now my points for this uh, teaching, you need to understand first and foremost that the church is believers. Buildings are as a result of believers. So wherever be believers are, there is a church. So believers are in two categories. Number one, they are believers who have believed the word of God and have put it into practice. And number two, they are believers who have not yet come, you know, who are still believing things in the dark world, who are still believing things of the world, who have not yet come to the light. And we need to reach, believers need to reach believers. You understand? So we need to reach Believers who believe in, the, in things that are contrary to what we believe and bring them to the kingdom of God. You understand? And number two, believers need to reach out to believers. We need to do what we call enrich. The first level I spoke about is the outreach, where we reach those who believe in the world. But we need to do enrich, reaching also to our own believers and encouraging them in the faith. Epistles were written to Timothy who was a believer, encouraging him in the faith. So these are two dynamics. So you need to understand, first and foremost, that is the church is comprised of believers. I think it's a general statement. A lot of people know that the church is believers. But how we interact as believers is very important. Those are the dynamics that we want to look at. How we interact in the private space and in the 
um, in, the, in the public space is very important, very important for us to understand. Because in the public domain, we have these things that we call Sunday schools, we have these things that we call intercession, we have prayer, in, uh, you know, we have um, corporate prayer, we have fastings, we have night prayers, we have, uh, you know, uh, music and praise and worship, and we have, um, you know, evangelism. These are the things that we have attached to the public domain that people may not be willing to do as believers in their secret places. So we need to reinterpret our ecclesiology, our understanding of church, that now when we are in the secret place, it is still viable that we can evangelize because there is a platform. Number one, we evangelize to our very own people in our homes. You know, the church has to start from where we are. A tree grows where it's planted. A tree does not grow in the forest for no reason. It grows because it's planted there. The seeds fell there. Ecclesiastes says, where, where a tree falls, there shall it be. You understand? So where you are is the number one place where you can share the word of God, where you can manifest the church. You, you don't need to wait for a record organ or a music background to preach. You don't need to wait for an encouragement to know that I need to pray. You understand? Why, why should we do these things in secret? I think I will have a part two of this preaching uh, during this week where I talk about mini ministers of the word. That is targeted at ministers. You need to understand that in the secret place, there is somebody who is invisible yet imminent with God. It is very rare to find God in public spaces. What you see God doing in public spaces usually are the manifestations of the secret places. You understand? So you need to know that it is strength comes with first and foremost from the secret place. You know, you see me now coming to preach like this. I'm not coming from nowhere. I have researched, you know, I've read for years, you know, many people think that when we do this live feeds, we are reading somewhere. I'm not reading anyway. I'm speaking from my head, all the messages. I think those of you who come to our services, you know that I speak from, from my head, you know. Why? Because I use my head to read. I use my head to, to study every time. I feed my mind. I train my mind. Over years, 20 years of, of, of studying, 20 years of doing one thing and polishing it. That's why you see that our messages are so deep. People can't believe it. People think that we plagiarize. I was preaching at a conference with one guy. After I finished preaching, he came to me and said, didn't you steal this message? You know, <laughs> and even in Bible college, when I preached my first message, they say he stole this message because they looked at me. Maybe they, they undermined me because I'm young. You know, but uh, the Bible says that wisdom does not come of age in the book of Job. Wisdom is either a gift. You know, there are those with a gift of revelation. And there are those who, um, by the Spirit of God, can speak deep things because they are led by the Spirit of God. So you need to understand the mystery of the secret place. In the secret place is where God resides. That's why you find that in the Genesis account, the devil did not execute his plan in the face of Adam because Adam was the one who was given the law you understand it is through the woman who was distanced from Adam that the enemy spoke the enemy didn't target even the public space the enemy targeted even the private space that's why you need to be so careful to build an altar of prayer when I say altar I mean figuratively metaphorically I don't mean physically you understand I've seen 
you know, in Pentecostalism, people have been taught to build some altars where they put a candle, put what? A, a picture of Jesus that they download on the internet and they start praying fa facing that one and stuff. That is nonsense. You understand? I am talking about it figuratively. You understand? So, uh, in the secret place, you need to understand that the devil executed his plan in the secret place. He didn't visit Eve in the presence of one who had given the law. Because he knew that in the presence of two, a matter can be debated. A matter can be debated. There is, a, there is dialogue. There is, there is a, so he had to convince one. He had to convince one, convince one who has the influence. Okay. I think people try and subscribe what happened in the Genesis account to the text that says that women are weaker vessels. But look at this project, progression in English. We can't talk about weaker. You know, when we say women are weaker vessels, we understand that we have uh, different genders. We have um, a male gender, we have a female gender. Okay. So you need to understand that when we say women, we are, women are, it means that women are not or men are not. You know, it is exclusive, and it is also speaking for one gender. But uh, you need to understand that when it was spoken, it was spoken in the context uh, of a family. And the family, we understand that in the family, their fathers, their mothers, and their children. You know, that is the, 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 that is the structure of families. So when the text is written to say that women are weaker vessels, you need to see the progression. The man is the weak one. The women is the weaker one. The kids are the weakest. That is my assumption. That is my assumption. I heard it from one man of God and I believed it. Because we can't talk about weaker with, with, without having weak in view or without having the weakest in view, you know. So, but I don't think that maybe it has relation to the Genesis account. Maybe it has relation to some other things that we may not have time to discuss now. Okay, it's just a thought. But you need to understand that the enemy executed his plan in the secret place. Thieves today, they execute plans in the secret place before they go and do it in the public domain. People will become champions. Are people who are doing something different in the secret place. When we see them in public, they are selling an idea. Great entrepreneurs are thriving on the principle of secrecy. Yes. Coca-Cola formula of making Coca-Cola is not known. It is thriving on secrecy. Yes. A guy who end up impregnating a young lady, he has planned it in secret before he sees her. You know? And words will come, try and cover it up and say it was an accident. It was not an accident. It was planned. The girl washed herself, you know, put on clothes, and she took a taxi and went to visit the boy. You know, it's something that is deliberate this deliberate action and the boy also left his place bath put on nice cologne and left to meet at a certain rendezvous so it is very important to see how the secret place affects our world today as we seek to reinterpret ecclesiology you understand so it's very important that we understand this dynamic that in the secret place where things are happening god desires and prefers in terms of priority Prayers are very necessary to make in the public domain. But the motive is also very important. The motive validates the place of prayer in the public space. So you need to see now that God in the secret place is prioritizing and giving uh, um, much emphasis on what is done in the secret. 
Demons visit people secretly. Because people, when they are alone and secretive, they are free to do whatever they want because they think nobody is watching. But you need to know that our secret as human beings is not that secretive because God is there. That's why we say he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. You understand? So God is everywhere. He's in your mind. He's in your thoughts. He's in your heart. He's in your future. He's in your past. He's in your present. He's in your decisions that you will make. He's in your decisions. So he's everywhere. There is no place where God is not. He's everywhere. And everywhere is literal. He's in your eyes. He's everywhere. God is everywhere. There is what we call the, the presence of God everywhere. The, and there is the manifest presence. When we pray, there is the manifest presence. So God who is a healer is also in the hospital. But he's waiting for somebody to call on him so that he manifests his presence as a healer. That's why you say pray. This is, this is why it's necessary to pray. If you just keep quiet and just listen to these audio sermons, nothing will happen in your life. You need to put this word in practice. And the first thing that you need to do is pray. The Bible says faith without works is dead. You believe in God, but if you don't act upon it, if you don't pray, if you don't do things that are necessary in this religion, you're wasting time. You're wasting time. This is not, this is not a, um, a Christianity for lazy people. Lazy people have no place in the kingdom. Lazy people have no place in even Islam. They have no place anywhere in the world. They have no place in education. They have no place in the workplace. They have no work anywhere. Lazy people can't make it in life. It is very important that we understand the dynamics of the secret place and how we are built from the secret place. So, the power of the church, the power of the church comes from the powerful homes, comes from powerful believers. The response of the church comes from responsive believers in their own private space. Even for a job requirement, you are required to work under minimum supervision. But the results will show what you've been doing in secret. So we need to know that in the secret place, God is there. When you think of fornicating, when you think of committing adultery, God is watching. And the God who watches in secret says, I reward in public. So when we as a church start to build from the secret place, he rewards us publicly. People start seeing results. They start wanting to know, how did you do it? How did you have this mega church? They don't know what we were doing in secret. We were praying, we were fasting while these others were eating. You understand? So it's very important that you understand that the power of, of your life as a believer should evolve from the house first, should not evolve from the church. People at your home place should not see you as a demon, but in church we see you as a deacon. They see you home as this disgusting person, but in church we are praising you. You understand? This is the flow of many relationships where celebrities have money, they are praised, they are what? But when they are in the secret place in their relationship, they are suffering. We just see them divorcing and people are crying, what is happening? You understand? But they were suffering in the secret place and nobody knew what is happening. Everybody just, ah, they are famous. I like your movie, man. I like your power couple. You are this and this. But they don't know what happens in secret. Some people manifest differently in secret. Some people are demons in secret place. I remember the time where I used to spend time in church, just praying, 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 doing nothing at the house, not even watering the garden. And my mother would say, you, 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 you are not a Christian. And I'll be offended. I'll say, Why, what, what is she talking about? You know, because I was immature. 
I, I would do my righteous acts in front of the church, but not back at home. You understand? But they say that um, integrity starts at home or charity starts at home. Even the church starts at home. In your own house. You, we have found the light. You are the priest. You are the pastor. You are the leader. Function as the church. You are responsible for that uncle. You are responsible for that woman in the house, for that man in the house, for that parent, for that guardian, for that stepmother, for that person who is not very kind to you. It's because they have not known God. They have not encountered God. Talk to your God about them. That is where power is. A lot of people are missing church now. They're saying we're missing church. We're missing gathering. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. What you are missing is fellowship with friends, but not relationship with God. Deep Christians will tell you that during this lockdown season, they've actually gone very deep with God because they've been spending more time in the secret place. So actually the church has grown. If you see the picture that, I've, um, that I'd actually uh, shown you on the screens uh, of, of, of uh, the cover, you see that I, I used the, 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 the um, picture that is an iceberg. An iceberg is just showing a small cap on the top, but beneath the water surface, it is very huge. So the invisible church has much growth and much strides <laughs> than the public church. Yes. Yes. A lot of people were captivated by lies in their own church. But now because of scrolling Facebook, they are seeing other pastors telling the truth. They are beginning to question what they heard. And it's a blessing because the church is realigned because many shepherds who were lying and becoming thieves, you know, their schemes are exposed because other pastors now are coming into the surface. That's why I say it's very important sharing what you hear. Don't just hear a message five minutes and, and drop it off. You miss a life-changing statement in the end. You understand? So we teach, as, 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 as a church leader, I as a um, 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 CS, uh, CSO, you know, chief servant officer, <laughs> not, C, not uh, you know, chief executive officer, CSO, chief servant officer, my duty is to raise leaders. I'm not raising followers. I'm raising leaders. But God is raising followers. I, my duty is to raise leaders. You understand? So everyone who comes to church is a leader in his own sphere. And we need that leadership capacity to manifest. But when we come to church now, we see the results. Even as we build the kingdom. We see you now building in such a way that you are an informed person. So... Your Bible study has to be on point. That's what I'm saying today. Your prayer life has to be on point in the secret place. Your relationship with God. You should reinterpret the language. When you say, I miss church, what do you really miss? You miss seeing people. Do you really miss God? Because if you are encountering him right now where you are, you actually say, I found God more than I found him when I'm with people. So, the lockdown has not been a curse. It has actually been a blessing. Coronavirus, in some places and in some sense, has been really challenging to us. But in another sense, it's been a blessing to the very church that Christ died for. Because the invisible church is growing. 
the church in the secret place is growing. People are trying to find God and, you know, revisit their choices that they've made in life. You know, if you thought life was uh, constituting the things that you have, your Range Rovers, you can't drive them anywhere. If you thought like uh, having five properties is life, now you can stay in one house, you can't travel from one place. If you think like I buy my, my own boat and yacht, I can move as I want, you can't move as you want. God is showing you that you are so limited. And people are beginning to question now, what is the meaning of life? And by that they are finding God. But how can they find God if they are not told by somebody who is quiet, somebody watching who does not take this message in secret place? and share it to the public domain. So it's very important, guys. I'm not going to be long. I was just sharing those thoughts that there is an invisible church that is growing, and that is what we emphasize. As GA family, we emphasize growth, growth, and growth in the secret place. Because you will not be able to hear these deep mysteries of the kingdom if you are not prayed up. If you listen to me carnally, you find me very boring. But if you're filled with the Spirit, you find serious meat to feed your spirit. So it's very important. Very important. The invisible church is growing. We are reinterpreting ecclesiology. How we see church. How we understood church. I love you with the love of the Lord, brethren. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord keep that which concerns you. May the Lord um, bless your family, even in your secret place. May he strengthen you so that you find space for prayer. I stretch my hand to pray for you. May God touch you. May God, uh, if you are sick, may God minister healing to you. May God uh, stretch his hand towards you. May God uh, fulfill his word in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for families. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for your power transmitted through those cameras. Even as they are hearing me under the sound of my voice. I thank you for movement. Destabilize every demonic arsenal. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let them find peace and provision. In the name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. I exhort you, Father. I give you thanks. I give you praise. Amen and amen. Uh, May God richly bless you guys. We'll come to the end of the service. If you want to rewatch it again, you can check, you can check uh, the time slots. You can click out the links. Uh, leave a comment. If you want to send us a prayer request, send us a prayer request. We'll be sure ready to pray for you and to meet with you at the point of need by the grace of God. In Jesus' name, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us uh, more and more. In Jesus' name and forevermore, amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you and God keep you. Are you ready for the declaration? So when I'll finish it and say in the name of Jesus, we will all break out in prayer. Say, Lord, I'm walking into newness. I'm walking into abundance. If you don't have a bank account, go and open one.